0: Welcome back to Pop Off with James. I'm James Pike, and today we have Brooke Loughton from season three of Blowdeck Med. I hope you enjoy, and this is a Blow Deck above average production. Welcome everybody. I'm James Pike and this is my podcast, Pop Off with James. I have Brick Brick. I have Brooke Loughton. <laughs> from season three of Below Deck. Mad, how are you?
1: Very well, James. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. So where do you live now? What have you been up to since the show?
1: I To Saudi Arabia. Um, and I stayed there for about two years and I was working land-based in a palace uh, for the crown prince there and I was like a senior butler, which was interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, that was quite mad. And then after that, I what did I do then I moved to Dubai I opened up some businesses and then I moved to Italy and then I moved to Mallorca and then I got this job as an interior manager on a on a big boat and still sort of run the businesses in the background because I get a year off and obviously I got engaged and then now I'm not engaged
0: so that
1: was another another dimension so yeah, just life is is just crazy, isn't it? You just never know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, like it seems like you're kind of hopping around a lot and um yeah. what's been your favorite place to live in? Like Dubai or
1: No, I hated living in Dubai. It's just super pretentious. It's just like everything is just about um I don't know, it's just fake. It's, it's it has no soul. You can't like go on a nice big hike or you can't go sailing or you you know like Like I'm like quite I like to be I have like a bohemian edge and it just didn't didn't satisfy that it's just like fake tits and and rich Arabs basically so just (laughs) if you're not like drinking in a beach club or spending loads of money at Nobu you're like you're basically doing nothing so just wasn't for me I didn't like it at all and Mallorca was always always the top of my list where I wanted to live and then like four or five months ago I moved here so I so yeah it was like my dream place to live here.
0: Um, Is that where you like your ex fiance lives if you don't mind me asking?
1: No he's he's from Holland he lived he lived here with me and he's gone back to Holland now. While we're
0: on the topic did you want to say anything about your relationship or anything like that?
1: yeah I can I can just I mean we're still gonna always be really good friends but it was just one of those things I think like it was me that had to uh, to end it um and like there were a few like personal things that happened between us that I don't want to go into but it was more just you know like you can't marry someone if you have even like a shred of doubt like that you're not you're not totally aligned on where you want to go together if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So uh, it's, it is a shame. Like, I still love him and, and like, and it was, it's really raw. Literally, it was like last week that, that I ended things. So, but I, I think it's, yeah, for, for now, it's, it's the right thing.
0: Aw, see, that kind of sucks because from what I've seen of you, like on the show and stuff. You seem to be all about kind of, you know, finding the right one and settling down and, you know, having a soulmate. So it sucks that, you know, that you haven't got that yet. But
1: yeah, I think, I think it's like, I don't know. I think like the older I'm getting, I think it's like more the idea of it rather than I think what it takes to, you know, sort of work on things. And I don't know. I'm just, I like, I'm like quite ambitious and I like to be I don't know a little bit selfish as well so I'm kind of like a paradox in that like I I do I do ultimately want that but now it's not the most important thing to me anymore I think like my like career and everything is kind of what what I'm focused on Yeah. but yeah from the outside world like it did look like and I I thought that he was my soulmate and the one and stuff so it's kind of it's shaken me to realize that you I don't know, you can change your mind and you can think something's right and then it's not right and and it's just life and life just happens and people change and grow and want different things and and it's just it's just a battle, isn't it? Love is a bloody battlefield.
0: It is so true. And yeah. I, I find though, if when you're kind of like gung ho and you're like searching for it. That's mm-hmm. when it seems like it gets farther away. But as you kind of like relax and kind of let it come towards you, I think that is like a better way of letting it happen for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So how did you get into the show? How did you hear about it? Do you have a story about that? Or?
1: Uh, Yeah, kind of. So the way that I heard about Below Deck was just by watching it like everybody else. And it was kind of uh very first season which like prompted me to look into getting into yachting and then my first boat which was like a quite a high profile um yacht Andy Cohen was like a regular charter guest on there really and yeah so I I met Andy loads and like had a nice relationship with him and he was always like saying to the crew to apply and things like that and And, like, I even went to, like, watch What Happens Live because he got me tickets a few times when I was in New York and stuff. And then, like, a few years later, I ended up being on and watch What Happens Live. I was like, it's just so weird. But then, um, yeah, I just applied the regular way. I saw an advert, like, it comes through, like, we have, like, specific yachting groups on Facebook. And then I just applied and didn't think anything of it didn't think i'd get through like the next rounds or anything and then it just like kept like going forward and going forward and then the next minute i was on a plane to naples and i was like all right i guess this is happening then
0: yeah um so if they would have like asked for you back would you have like continued on with the show
1: 100 Yeah, i think now like now i'm older and not so sensitive and sort of have been through that with like online trolls and stuff and the sort of platform that it offers you for if you like like I have businesses and things like that like it it is such it, the negatives outweigh the outweigh no the positives outweigh the negatives like tenfold out a hundred again oh, nice. and I would be
0: person this time so coming off that question it made me think like do you have like a, a regret that you can kind of think about right now off the top of your head about the show
1: oh my god like a million just being like a little wet lettuce like i just like being afraid of the i don't know like every time a camera would come around i would like shy away like i was a bit too shy then i didn't have like the same confidence that i've got now because i was younger and I'd never done the show, so I didn't sort of, I didn't didn't know how it worked. And then also, yeah, like all the the crap with like being in a love triangle, like that makes me cringe now. I just I cannot watch it. I'm just like oh, kill me. Um, yeah, low I think getting too drunk on TV. I think like, well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'd probably do it again. To be honest. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. you know what I forgot was when you got really drunk and then you were like on the street and then you were like saying how much you like the chef Adam <laughs> that was so funny
1: No, yeah. that was so cringy
0: yeah but it's always like I mean probably for you it probably feels cringy, but for the viewer, we like when somebody puts some puts themselves out there it kind of is more entertaining it gets us to know you better and it's I don't know the seasons are always better when people kind of do stuff like that I think so I
1: guess I mean I thought he was fit I wouldn't go so far as like I like really liked him it was just like yeah he's fit and he's a chef That's <laughs> no, the end of the story I didn't have to embarrass myself <laughs>
0: oh I always wonder maybe you'd can't say I always wonder how much does the production have to do with like the storyline and are they saying you know what I'll you know go talk to Joao right now and say this are they kind of nudging you towards a sort of situation or
1: um a tiny bit but probably not as much as people would think so there is like odd like Whisper in your ear about like why oh, you should you should probably just speak to him or just just tell Hannah how you feel or whatever because they yep. can see see what's brewing and that it's just like a nudge to sort of do something but not that often it's, it is very fluid and it sort of is up to the up to the cast and then they obviously edit it to like emphasize on different things and what how they want the story to appear. Um, but yeah, they, the production are incredible. Like they're so good at what they do.
0: Yeah. Cause I always wondered like, where does the production sleep? Are they sleeping off of the yacht or, cause there must be like a lot of people.
1: Like, yeah. They sleep. They have so they- hotels or, and like they do shifts and then they just have like a tender boat that uh, swaps them out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um,
0: so how surprised were you that Colin had a thing for you? That was kind of out of nowhere. It kind of
1: seemed. Um, I kind of I'd heard whispers about it, but yeah, I was surprised, and I was surprised that he said said it like to the extent that he did. But yeah, I absolutely loved Colin. Like, it's a shame I don't really speak to him anymore. But he's just such a good person, and he's so much fun. He's so funny, but I wasn't. I wasn't attracted to him. No, just. I just found him funny. I mean, I guess, yeah. You can be laughed into, aren't you? But not, <laughs> nah.
0: When you were joining the show, mm-hmm. did you, because, you know, Hannah had already been on the show for a while, uh, so had Sandy. You were a Chief Stew or working on a yacht before, and then you're joining this yacht with like reality stars did you feel like you were around reality stars more or do you feel like you were just joining like another yacht
1: and it was like they were tv stars they weren't like like respected chief stew captains not in my opinion like it yeah. was it's about the cameras and creating story and they knew what they were doing and that's why they've been around for so long so that was also a bit of a shock for me um yeah. That ultimately I was the one that was doing everything on that boat because it kind of was all about like getting stories and and everything. Yeah. Oh here's my here's my dog. <laughs> oh. Hey.
0: <laughs> He's like, what the hell?
1: And the podcast.
0: So cute. Oh my god, what's his name?
1: Marley. It's a girl. Oh. But she's going a- to with my ex fiance from tomorrow.
0: Oh, So cute. Yeah. So did you ever, like, learn more of the TV kind of things from them? Like, when you started the boat, were you kind of picking up on things that you felt like you should be doing too because, you know, they were kind of doing it and you wanted to be on, t- like... I don't know if you, that makes sense.
1: Kind of. I know what you mean, but I didn't really buy into that you know like I, I can't be fake like it just isn't in my nature like it is like very much this is yeah. how i feel today or i don't know yeah, i find that cringy that's why i don't think i'm good at reality tv because i i can't put on a good show like it is what it is in a way yeah. but it's really see-through isn't it when somebody's like behaving a certain way for for a. For a for the sake of the camera um so obviously I did pick up on it but I wasn't gonna like emulate it for for my benefit I was just just there to just be be who I was yeah I which is a shame
0: I mean you didn't really come across as like shy or anything from what from what I saw okay who was your favorite charter guests and who was like your least favorite charter guest from that season?
1: Mm-hmm. Least favorite charter guest was definitely the first lot that you know the the ginger woman who was like an absolute lunatic <laughs> very first charter.
0: It was crazy. They,
1: yeah the nuts people like can I get nuts? Like they were my least and then I would say my favorite was probably um, Kenny and Amber, who were the the Southern southern couple. They're like, they're lovely. They're like really wealthy, but really down to earth, really good fun. They're like, they were great. Left a good tip, all the good stuff and just fun and just easy going.
0: Did you find that the charter guests were trying to put on a show too for like the cameras and stuff
1: yeah yeah definitely of course they do. I mean if you think about it why would you charter a yacht when if you have that amount of money yeah for anything other than like your own publicity why would you want it's like your place to be for privacy and everything and you know it's just yeah. so yeah that's exactly what it's about they want you know maybe they have a business that you know the few of them brought on like their own wine that they'd created and like made it a point to have it on the table or oh. this like uh, I think he was like a self help person and he was like constantly spouting things about that and yeah so they they all have an agenda for doing it for sure
0: oh that's that's super interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, like how do you how did you like captain sandy from all of your experience with captains how is captain sandy
1: um i really like captain sandy i think that she's got a really good heart and um she she means what i think i didn't necessarily agree with some of the things some of her like calls on certain situations and i didn't like if it was for the camera like in terms of you know how she she gave like the interior a really hard time because ultimately she she didn't like Hannah and she was creating this rift with Hannah and I was like, what are you doing? Like this is my career and you're making out that service is bad like just because you want a story and and I'm there like twenty four seven with the guests and so attentive and it's like so things like that annoyed me because it was it was like you sort of I don't know just like going against. My integrity to, to create a show, and I didn't like that. Um, yeah, I think that she's competent. I think that she's a really good person, but she's a TV TV captain in a way.
0: She kind of sold her soul for the for the cameras a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think anybody that does reality TV, like it, kind of kind of does say something about you, which sounds really hypocritical because I. <laughs> I did it, but it kind of does.
0: From the yachties that I talked to, they're like, oh, everyone says that if you go on blow deck, it's going to ruin your career. It's going to give you a bad name. It's going to cancel you in yachting. One, did you have those fears? And two, like, did it affect your career at all when you left the boat?
1: Yeah, I really had those fears. And, and especially when all like, the, the sort of negativity came up about the service, um and and I even said to the producers like like this is totally unfair like you see what's going on and this is I've done this I think at the time i had done it for about five years and I was like this is what I do this is what I love doing and for the sake of six weeks of filming just please do not like screw me here basically and they didn't at all they didn't make me look shit shit my job or anything Uh, but I did have those fears and then moving forward it like didn't affect me at all like I've had such good jobs since then and even like this job that I'm on now I told the captain about it because I know that captains can be funny because they think oh we're just bringing on drama here and and um yeah he was fine about it and he's seen it and yeah it's no, no big deal at all but I think it depends I think if you do like really really embarrass yourself in terms of the way that you do your job then you probably screwed um and it also depends on the cv that you've already built behind you before you go on to it so i was quite lucky that i had quite a strong cv so you kind of like taken on that merit rather than six weeks of doing the show
0: yeah. yeah like were you surprised that they had joao come back the next season or no not
1: much no I- Oh God, no, he's made for that show. He's made for TV, that guy. I was not surprised in any way. And yeah, he's, he's going to be gunning for the captain's role. 100%.
0: Are you still uh, in touch with him at all?
1: Well, funnily enough, he's in Palm, he's in Mallorca at the moment where I am. So he's visiting here and um, we got in touch the other day and, and, gonna go for a drink but i, I just haven't got around to it and yeah probably won't
0: that's cool that you guys can kind of just like still be chill and you know
1: yeah i think it would be fine if i saw him i think like it's there's a lot of like time has passed and yeah i don't have any like any negativity towards him at all i think he's like i think ultimately he, he's a good person
0: yeah yeah um can I ask you a couple of questions about you and him on the show?
1: Yeah, of course you can.
0: Okay. Like in the show, he kind of was kind of like double dipping between you and Casey a little bit.
1: Isn't
0: that? Nice. <laughs> yeah. And I just noticed that I felt like you kind of gave him a bit of a pass with it on the show. Yeah. Was it because you didn't quite know the extent of what was happening or, like, a mix of that and, like, you were just kind of in that situation, can't really describe it? I was just curious.
1: I think that was part of it, that I didn't I didn't know the extent at all. Um, I don't know, I think, I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't really care that much. I was just sort of going with it. We were on a TV show and I was like, Never. um, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't know the extent of it. To be fair, but after knowing someone for a few weeks, I can hardly be like, "How dare you like somebody else?" Do you know what I mean? Like that's just not realistic. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just sort, I was sort of just like going through the motions and seeing where it ended up and and seeing what what would come of it at the end of the charter and yeah.
0: Yeah, I only ask that because, I don't know, you seem sophisticated and well put together and I I just would almost, if I didn't see you with Joao, I would feel like he wouldn't be your type kind of thing, you know?
1: Oh, he's not my type at all. No? No. Just an anomaly.
0: <laughs> I was um,
1: like, in the middle of a show, my mind was like crazy. He's obviously good looking. Yeah, but that's like where where it ends yeah
0: so while we're on the topic what what would you say is your type
1: um hilariously funny like you, you have to make me laugh constantly like I just love to laugh and I'm a little bit immature in some ways like I could just laugh at stupid shit all day so just being <laughs> really funny really intelligent and like keep me my mind sort of stimulated you know someone that you can have really deep conversations with and one minute you're talking about politics and the next minute you're talking about I don't know why is I don't know somebody that is stimulating and somebody who is ambitious and you sort of like goal-driven and you like can build an empire together um tall broad handsome fun spontaneous um yeah somebody somebody that is like money motivated which sounds a bit crass but yeah I'd like I want somebody that's ambitious and and wants a nice life because I want a nice life and yeah I'd say that somebody with a nice family like not (laughs) I'll get out my list I've been writing this for for years but some. A nice family that you can get on with, and you know, not like you know families that can really change a relationship. I think you know if you don't get on with them, because it's like you're committing to them as well. Um, somebody that just has like a lust for life, like enjoys life, and like takes makes the most out of every every experience, and is spontaneous and romantic and yeah, fun.
0: Well, I think. Those are all fair enough. You're saying you want somebody who has goals and who's money driven. You're not necessarily saying I want a millionaire, right? Because you yeah. kind of would grow with somebody. So I think that's cool. Like,
1: so you should build together and you should be building your, your empire. Like even if you have nothing, but if like you're full of ideas, smart and creative and yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a gold digger. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I was.
0: If you didn't end up with Joao from the show while you're filming the show, is there somebody that you would think that you would have had a fling with instead of if Joao wasn't there?
1: Uh, on on my season.
0: Yeah, I mean, or any season, if if you're thinking of someone else.
1: I mean, not my. I mean, you can turn me down clearly, but yeah. <laughs> chef i think that he's like i find him quite intelligent and funny and a bit mad so maybe chef ben
0: oh chef ben yeah i I thought you said jack for some reason
1: oh no not jack
0: (sighs) um do you keep in touch with anybody from the season at all or
1: um very very occasionally so not really I would yeah. say like every four or five months. Uh, but but um, yeah, even even me in case you're fine now.
0: Nice. I have a few questions about Hannah, if that's okay.
1: Oh, wait, I saw, I actually saw Comrade like two weeks ago. We met up for dinner and drinks in Antibes, France. That's cool. Yeah.
0: How's he doing?
1: He's good. He's like fully like settled down now. He's uh, got uh like a really serious girlfriend who has a child, they live together, he's got started a yachting-related business. So yeah, he's doing really well. It was so nice to catch up.
0: If I remember correctly, isn't his daughter named
1: Hannah or something? His well, it's not his daughter, it's his girlfriend's daughter.
0: Oh, okay. So you know how Hannah and Captain Sandy kind of like had their thing on your season. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, do you watch the show at all, or no?
1: No, I haven't. I haven't seen. I watched the season after me, and then the others I haven't seen. Yeah.
0: So, um, seeing how like Captain Sandy and Hannah had their thing, were you kind mm-hmm. of like surprised at all that it kind of ended where where it did?
1: Um. Was I surprised? No, I think that she. I think Sandy was trying to get rid of Hannah for a long time. Yeah, and and that the thing with the the Xanax or whatever it was was like the the ultimate way to do it. So yeah, I wasn't.
0: Yeah, do you think that maybe Captain Sandy? tried to get rid of Hannah but maybe production was like no she's reality gold like let's keep Hannah and that's what made Captain Sandy keep Hannah that's
1: right yeah heard. definitely yeah. really have a say does she like it's not like a real a real boat in that way I think if yeah I think if production want to keep on then they'll stay yeah and
0: because you're a chief stew yourself and working with Hannah, how do you think that you are similar to Hannah? And how do you think that you're different from Hannah's kind of managing styles?
1: Oh God. Um, I think different is I'm, oh God, this is a hard one. Well, I'm, I'm like stuff. <laughs> uh, I think Hannah's strengths is that she's really good with guests um and guests like her most of them and I'm I'm good with guests as well so there's one uh I think we're different in the way that like she's not very creative and and like dynamic with ideas and things like that and then uh, I, like the management of girls it's very much like I'm your boss and you're my uh, worker so you're you doing it and I kind of like to get my hands dirty with everyone and like if if I'm asking someone to do it then it's I'll do it myself and like I'll get involved like I have like a team of like eight girls on the boat now Um, there's nothing that I wouldn't you know if, if housekeeping is down and a a toilet needs to be scrubbed and a shower needs to be cleaned then I will get involved and stuff like that I'm not like above anything which I felt like she'd be a bit like that and it's not really not really good a good attitude to have uh I mean I love I actually do love Hannah I think that she's got such great personality traits but she just wasn't her head wasn't in in that job she was there for being on the on the tv it wasn't like she was passionate about being a chief stewardess so it's hard to say it's a hard question because it it was yes she she wasn't really doing the job she didn't want to do the job so yeah
0: Yeah. you know fair enough she had an opportunity and she of, you know she pivoted uh, when she, you know, was let go and now she's, like, living her best life and, you know, good yeah. for her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she milked, she milked the show and she she did what she had to do and she was an amazing character on it. And, yeah, but it's hard to sort of relate it to, like, a normal chief stewardess on a normal boat.
0: Yeah. And you guys are filming for, like, six weeks, is it? Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah. So... When you guys are filming, how often are you guys doing interviews?
1: Yeah, after every charter, we do those. And then we also have to fly to L.A. uh, following, like, a few months in a row to do, like, pickup interviews. So if there's things that they haven't asked us that they forgot, then we sort of have to relive it and pretend that we're in the moment again. Really? Yeah.
0: There was, like, that rumor about you you know everyone thought that you were going to be going and replacing kate as a chief mm-hmm. stew um so that totally wasn't true obviously um, no do you know where that came from at all or
1: i think someone had said that they'd seen they'd seen them filming in saint martin or wherever it was i don't know and that the new chief stew looked like me and I had in my bio and Instagram that I was a Chief Stew, but I've, I'd already been a Chief Stew for ages. So I, I just like, I think that's where I came from, but I, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know why, but yeah, definitely not.
0: Let's play a game, okay? Let's play oh. two truths and one lie. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you go first. Okay. So you, you tell <laughs> me two things that are true and then just throw like a random lie in there and then I'll see if I can find out the lie.
1: Okay. God. Um, <laughs>
0: are you on the spot?
1: Yes. I I am a, a drummer. I'm a grade nine drummer, so I play the drums. Um, I have never eaten sushi and i have traveled to over 60 countries
0: i'm gonna totally say that it's the sushi like i i think you've had sushi (laughs) (laughs)
1: it was so it wasn't it
0: like easy okay i'll do one i work for the provincial government i played hockey when i was a kid and i have one brother one sister
1: you didn't play hockey when you were a kid
0: Uh, i think i actually screwed up because they were all true (laughs) (laughs) okay oops okay
1: it looks
0: like like what sorry
1: a government office
0: yeah it's so chill here Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: I think I've asked everything that I have. Did you want to plug your businesses?
1: Uh, I can do. Yeah. So I basically, after doing Below Deck, you get so many messages about how to get into the yachting industry. And I was like, oh, okay, there's something, you know, something here that I can help people with. So I actually set up a a site called the Naughty Yachty Coach and I wrote an ebook which basically tells like green like green deckies and stewardesses so people that have never worked on boats like an A to Z of how to get into yachting exactly what courses they need where they need to base themselves what they need to do how they need to conduct themselves so yeah all sorts of stuff um and it's $35 and it's worth every every cent uh so I did that and I also help with CVs, so resumes for yachting because it's slightly different with um land-based compared to being on boats. Yeah. Um I have another business with my sister in which we um it's, it's like a job site for people that are in the performing, performing arts, so people who are musicians or dancers or models or actors. And we basically have a website where we curate all current jobs and people can apply through our site and it goes directly to the casting director. Um yeah, that's what I do.
0: Oh cool. And um, sorry, can you remind me of the website of your book again?
1: It's called the naughty coachcom but naughty is spelled N-A-U-T-I. And then yachty is Y A C H T I E coach.com the naughty that's
0: so cool well thank you so much for doing my podcast again i'm james you can follow me on Blowdeck above average pop off with james or my personal account is at it's james pike and we <laughs> can find you on instagram um, where?
1: yeah uh just at brooke lawton
0: okay <laughs> very simple thank you so much I was like super nervous so like thank you for putting up with me (laughs) being like social and and that kind of thing it doesn't come really naturally to me Really? Um, yeah I started the Instagram and it was easy because I was kind of like behind the scenes and then once I started gaining a lot of followers everyone's like you have to do this you have to do that you have to take advantage of your audience and I was like I guess, right? So I started like doing this podcast, and oh my god, my first podcast—I couldn't even like talk because my heart was like beating my throat. Oh,
1: but... shame. you nervous at all?
0: Oh, thank you. You're probably just being nice, but
1: no, but, yeah. not at all. Because yeah, yeah the, your, your page is really popular, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it's cool. I just like try to be like a good person and
1: just yeah, hate okay. on nice a lot of a lot of them do
0: thank you so much it was really nice meeting you
1: good to meet you too yeah
0: you were like even nicer in person so thank you (laughs)
1: you. well um let me know when you put it up and i'd love to watch it and share it